Hi, everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That Bro, the podcast, where we're listening. Ah, Are we going to start over yeah. again? <laughs> I feel like we should, or we'll just leave it like that. You guys know what this is. <laughs> you guys know what you're here for. Hey, yeah. If not, go back to episode one and then watch, uh, listen, damn. So, um, <laughs> I don't know verbs tonight. <laughs> so I'm Chad, and I've never watched Lost before, except for season six, because we finally made it all the way through the last season of Lost. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if we're waiting for applause on that or not. We'll put it in post. Okay. Yeah, that's Chad. I'm David. <laughs> AJ. Oh, right. You. It's me. I think everybody just threw to me, and I kind of <laughs> just dropped the ball. I'm so sorry. I'm AJ. Welcome to the show. Did we skip a week, or are we just bad at podcasting now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've lost yeah. it. But tonight, we're actually um, joined by a special guest. Tonight, we have Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hey. <laughs> My last name is not important. Oh. Is it? I don't know. Maybe it should have got kicked back. You know what would be weird? If I, just, if I just called you Rebecca, and that was just the whole, like, <laughs> you're like, like you're like Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Share oh, is actually a better one. No, I would rather be Prince. <laughs> I think everyone, given the choice, would rather be Prince. Uh, Rebecca Robinson. Yes. I, I'm the one who set this up, and I'm just like, I'm going to need to guess at your last name. <laughs> but okay. I guessed correctly. Yes. And you're coming here from Colorado. Yeah. Visiting Hawaii for a few weeks. Seeing my family, doing some comedy. Very cool. Yeah. So, Rebecca, what's your experience with loss? Um, I... Love the show Lost. I originally learned about it when it was being filmed off the poly. My mm. car broke down with my <laughs> my tutu, and uh, we had to call for someone to help us off like Nuuanu Drive. And uh, then I saw all the cameras and stuff in the woods, and I was like, "What's that?" And they're like, "Lost." But I think I was I was in seventh grade when the show came out, so I didn't watch it. And then my freshman year in college, I watched it, and I was like, "Oh my goodness." I I just like all the weirdness. Yeah. So you're a fan of the show? Yeah, I'd say I'm a fan. I stayed in like a questionable relationship because we were watching the show together. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Wait, go into this. What do you mean questionable? We're not going to go to... Well, I like it was just like one of those relationships where you're like, I don't know like if this is a good relationship. Like, whatever you're going to interpret that as. But we're watching a really good series together. (laughs) And, like, no one else is at the same spot in it. (laughs) I see. I don't know. And it's also like, oh, well, we're going to watch that show later. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. All right. Now I know how to elongate my relationship. Yeah. No, this is honestly perfect because (laughs) the theories, you can just talk about nothing. And people are like, yeah, lost. Wait. So, like, there would be, like, a weird fight or maybe. I don't know. I don't want to. No, let's assume. Go. But yeah, let's assume there's like a weird fight and then you guys are just hot off this fight and nobody's apologized yet. And you're just like, so, so what do you think is waiting at the temple? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, uh, that cloud thing. Uh, (laughs) I actually thought about that the other night in my dream because I'm here and I was like imagining it coming up my beach path. (laughs) What, the smoke monster? Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. First, you know what? Now that you mentioned that, kind of triggered this memory. I remember when the show was on, I had a dream about the smoke monster. And I remember, yeah, it was so weird. I remember, yeah, it was in like... Yeah, it was just like one of those standard scares where something comes up and just like how you see on the show. But you get a lot of jump scares in your dreams? I do. Mm -hmm. I do get so many jump scares. It's just a lot of that. My my dreams are like television, basically. (laughs) Usually when I have a jump scare in my dream, that's the end of the dream. (laughs) Because I'm like, oh, I'm awake now. (laughs) 
You guys ever have that one where you're like falling, right? And you catch yourself and it's yeah. almost like a jump scare. Like I always wake up where I'm kind of just catching myself, but it's like this weird. Like inertia. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah that's all. That's your soul that's trying weird. to escape your body. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this week we're covering season six, episode one. Can you tell us a little bit about this, Dave? Yeah. It's uh, the season premiere of season six. Did you not look it up on Wikipedia? Uh, no, I, I did last week, and it doesn't go into a good synopsis. It just oh shit, like I'm, has I'm, like a full description. Okay, other than saying that it's like a two part episode. There's so, the flash so sideways. Broad strokes. This episode yeah. is the one that catches them. I uh, catches them at after uh, the events of uh, the season five finale, where yeah. shit blew up in an attempt to try and uh, escape the reality that the island was or time travel into something else maybe because they were in the 70s i guess <laughs> yeah 1977 and according it, to miles it uh, created uh, the flash sideways timeline where the plane did not crash because apparently the island's underwater which as i was watching i was like what the <laughs> shit is this how yeah. does the island end up underwater? And I don't believe that that's ever explained because I've watched all the episodes <laughs> after this. These motherfuckers. Every, like, they sold, they dropped so many of these plot lines. Like, I mean, like, yeah, they don't ever, ever, ever revisit that. Unless... Well, that's why I'm kind of here tonight mm. because I've kind of watched, mul- like, it multiple times through or, like, just different seasons you'll pick up here and there. And then you're like, oh, wait. Did he do this because of this in this part? Like, so when it, even every time I watch the underwater part, though, I'm mm-hmm. still clueless. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Like, good. what? So it is event, just yeah. never explained. No. Well, yeah. in the flash sideways, as we know from the end of the series, is just their their purgatory area that they set up for themselves after they died so mm-hmm. they can meet up with each other. I so. actually have a new theory Ooh. about the show. <laughs> Go the ahead. explosion at the end of uh, uh, the season finale, I guess, of episode five. Mm that uh, sets the table for this one is when they all die. Both realities are them being dead. Every oh. every single wow. every single theory I have about this show involves everyone being dead. <laughs> so, we're, are you moving officially moving away from the Matthew Fox being dead and imagining the, the whole time uh, yeah. the whole thing as uh, the instant that the plane hits the water and everyone dies? Yes. <laughs> I still really like that theory. <laughs> it's a pet theory that you're not ready to like, yeah. go yet. But I feel like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe everyone just died in the massive explosion. Because most of the time when people are caught in a massive explosion, they don't wake up in a tree. <laughs> she also grabs that tree with so much strength yeah. suddenly. And I've never woken up <laughs> with that much strength ever. Well, she got thrown up into the tree unconscious onto the limb and then stayed there until she woke up and then fell off. <laughs> She must yeah. have had a dream that she was falling. She must be one of those non-moving sleepers, you know, the ones that don't like switch positions or whatever. Oh, while yeah, they're... I would have fallen off. Dude, I would have been so. I would have been dead. Yeah. Like I've fallen off my bed a bunch. <laughs> recently? Ah, uh, not recently. Like recently, it's been okay. Like, but as a child, my parents actually had to get me one of those like bed fence things. <laughs> Where it's just like, oh, now you're not gonna, uh, now you're not gonna fall off the bed. And I would like roll so violently into it that they had a metal one and it just eventually bent so much that I was able to roll over the fence <laughs> and off of the bed. That's incredible. <laughs> wow. So like at nine o'clock at night, like nine year old Chad Wago was asleep in his. No, this is like five or six maybe. Oh, oh, By okay. the time I was nine, uh, they had realized that getting a plastic bed fence would be a much better idea. <laughs> 
like just the metal bed fences, you with like a metal cup just clanging for, <laughs> for them to come and bring you stuff. It's just far too noisy. It's just a five-year-old you. It. <laughs> it's a five-year-old you with a harmonica. <laughs> no nobody <laughs> knows. Sneaking to McDonald's at night. <laughs> <laughs> So the first thing that we see in this episode, uh, Jack is flirting with the stewardess to try and get extra liquor, right? Yeah. Yeah, and she's yeah. trying to get him liquored up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like one tiny bottle at a time. <laughs> is she someone from the show? Because we spent an awful lot of time with her in this episode. Yeah, you've seen her Yeah, a few she's, times. We've seen her at the temple. Well, she pops up at the temple. Yeah, that's... Yeah. But, yeah, she's a... She keeps She's basically current. important so far because we're like, oh, yeah, you're the flight attendant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you see her at the temple, so she takes care of the kids. Okay. Oh, the, the other's kids. Yeah. Right. Oh, there's kids? That was one of my questions. Uh, at the temple or on the plane? On the plane. Oh. I didn't I see any kids on the plane, I was going to ask. Yeah, what a strange thought, because, like... There are no children on the plane, from what we can see. Or, like, young adults. Incredible. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. There's no young adults. There's no teenagers. It's just adults and young adults. And old adults. Yeah, you're, like, either Ian Summerholder or you're whatever, Terry O'Quinn. 26 plus. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the 26 and up club on the plane. Here's one. Cindy. Her character's name is Cindy. Cindy. The little kid? No, the flight attendant. Oh, shit. Okay. After that, we see, um, you know, Jack starts talking to Rose on the plane, and Rose mentions, I don't know, the thing that stood out to me was Rose was reading a magazine. Did anybody <laughs> catch with the magazine? Weekly Woodsman. <laughs> Weekly Woodsman. Like, that's what that's what Rose is reading on the plane. Like, what what is Weekly Woodsman? There was a boat on the cover. <laughs> like, a, like a wooden, old, like an old fishing boat. That, that just like raises more questions. that transports slaves, maybe? And it's full of dynamite? No, the like the rock? kind you'd like Why would flip Rose over be reading that? Camp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like a canoe or something. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, like, she, she spent her entire plane trip reading that. Like, I don't, I don't want us to skip around so much, but, like... Okay, we'll come back to that part later. <laughs> but but then like yeah, so it's just her and her weekly woodsman and whatever. But it's such a weird publication to have in your on your person. And she was reading on the flight back from Australia, so she probably picked that up in the airport at Australia. <laughs> so Australian. that's an Australian magazine. Yeah. yeah, so like it's just a lot of What kind of woodsman is it? Is it like you're doing woodworking or like lumberjack or Or boat construction apparently? That's gotta be yeah, maybe, it's, like maybe a it's like a Viking thing. magazine. <laughs> In Australia. Yeah, that's what they call Vikings there. Yeah, woodsmen. woodsmen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why for the when it, the first group of people I thought that make boats out of wood that popped into my head were Vikings. Yeah. I think it's because I watched like the first episode of Vikings like a couple of months ago. <laughs> a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah, that, I could see why that would be fresh in mind. Yeah. It was. I haven't watched any more of that series since then. <laughs> it's just like, oh, everyone says this is a good series, but I'm tired of watching this dude build a boat. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you're with Chad, you're asking like, oh man, I, what are the guys like? The big guys with the uh, the plaid and the the swinging axes. Lumberjack. Vikings. Oh. <laughs> no, no, but that that loses the whole boat building aspect of it. Yeah. That's true. That is very true. Because yeah, lumberjacks don't use boats. They just, they run on... They the, chop down trees. They run on Duncan, right? Yeah, they run on Duncan. <laughs> no, they put the logs in the water. They like to and they play wildflowers. So then... I don't remember the rest of the song. <laughs> they hang around in bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do run on those logs, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. On ESPN. <laughs> then so, there's the turbulence. 
Yes, yeah. the turbulence, where one of the bags actually falls out of the overhead compartment. I've been on planes where I thought I was going to die because of turbulence before, but I've never seen things fly out of the overhead compartment. That's like that's like that's like tropey TV, though, right? Like, yeah. um, anytime you see something, like you see like a bag or baggage or whatever, like they were like a step away from just having those oxygen masks <laughs> drop. That didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know. So when uh, they hit the turbulence, and then Jack starts white knuckling uh, his armrest, mm. and she's like, "You can let go." Uh huh. I feel like. That's supposed to be a message kind oh, of yeah. thing. It's not just like, oh, you can let go of your armrest. It's just like, you can let go. And I'm like, this is like a metaphor or something, I feel like. Huh. Right. No, I, I caught that. I, I felt the same way when I when she said that. Because she said it more than once. Yeah. This is the season premiere. And then I think up until this point, we have this established relationship with who Jack is and who Jack is supposed to be. and. And so I think the audience has that connection. Maybe we don't because we've been watching it backwards. Right. So we don't have that kind of relationship with Jack at that point. But at that point, you know, he's just, he seems to be like pretty wound tight kind of dude. Maybe he's yeah. an uptight man of science and she wants him to <laughs> let go of that. <laughs> one, of, one of the ongoing things in uh, this podcast is that AJ keeps on insisting that uh, Jack is a man of science. It's not an insistence. It's, it's fascinating. Locke is a man of faith. Yeah. Up until they actually literally said that to the characters a few episodes from now, I've been fighting him on this because I'm like, this is not what I see. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I. They. Yeah. They totally flipped it. Uh, did you pick up on any of that during your, your watch of it the first time around? The whole faith versus science thing? Yeah. No, absolutely. I was going to say that I agree with you. I also just think that that's kind of part of the whole show is like each flat, like each instance of when they're doing something, the decisions are always whether it's rational or emotional, like in this episode later when there's the explosion. Right. Right. And no, yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But I liked my favorite part about the turbulence is mm. how the husband came back and he goes, I've always wondered how laundry feels. <laughs> <laughs> he had that thought. Like, I just, I want to be uh, the guy in the writer's room putting that one down. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's sitting at home staring at the laundry, like at the dryer. And he's just like, hmm. That'd be really fun to ride it. <laughs> like I've thought of that as a child. You guys have thought of that too, right? Absolutely. Just climbing into yeah. a dryer. <laughs> Yeah, we've all tried to climb into a dryer. Yeah, I don't okay. think I don't think we're all, any of us are alone in wanting to just go Feel right warm. into a tumbling dryer. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that yeah. Snuggles teddy bears on there. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like yeah, fun. yeah. There's a Snuggles teddy bear. There's like um, all those pretty flowers that are on the front of your laundry <laughs> detergent when they are selling you like whatever lavender smelling stuff. Oh, is that just me? Am I the only one that has lavender colored yeah. laundry detergent? <laughs> Uh, I believe that my laundry detergent is Febreze scented, <laughs> which shouldn't exist because Febreze is supposed to descent things. That's great. Great point. There's a point where they're on the plane and Dr. Arntz is talking to um, the chicken owner guy, yeah. right? But he has a book in his hand. I keep on looking at everybody's books this episode. Like Everybody had a book in their hand. Rose did. So did Arntz. And then like... Because that's what people did on planes before tablets yeah. became popular. Yeah. And that's what they'll have to do on planes yeah. now. Yeah. After the apocalypse happens, which is definitely going to happen. Or do you just mean because of Samsung? No, I mean because... 
like from they're banning um, yeah. electronics from certain right. certain Muslim countries now. Oh, and okay. I actually overheard someone the other day like talking to their, his friend. They're like, "What are they gonna do? That flight's so long." Oh, I was yeah. like, "Read a book." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many hours is that flight? But not an ebook. <laughs> no, God, no. I don't know. That but... really sucks. Yeah, I, like, I heard this whole thing is just being backed by uh, the big book companies like Barnes and Noble. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. that's Walden my books. big book. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he has a bug book on him. Like it's a book, but it like you just see the back of it, and it's just a bunch of different bugs on yeah. it. Is it a big book of bugs? It is a big book of bugs the put big out by bug, Big book. book. Big books, big book of bugs. <laughs> <laughs> is that? I wonder. Is that what he went to Australia for to do research on bugs or something? I don't. I, I'm not too familiar with, with what Arntz is supposed to be to this series. Yeah, I think he's into bugs. He's a teacher, right? And they're weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> All you guys heard it first. Yeah. David K. Jones thinks that all teachers are weirdos. Yeah. So if you're a teacher and you want to fight me, tweet me. <laughs> please tweet. Uh, yeah. Please tweet him. If you don't want to tweet him uh, personally, you can tweet all of us at What Bro Pod, and please yeah. specify that David is the one you want to fight. <laughs> specify who you want to fight. Period. Yeah, if you want to fight us. either of us, any of us, any even if you want to fight our guests. I, yeah, I would put my hat in the ring. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, you Rebecca, be a real teacher, not like a substitute. <laughs> Rebecca, what is your go-to move in a fight? <laughs> I pushed a girl once. That's the only fight I've ever... I think maybe if I was like... If I was in Lost, I would do mm. this kick that Sawyer... Right? Kick Slater. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. Yeah. That was, he, yeah. he destroys that. It's kind of like partially martial arts and partial passion. Yeah. It's just, yeah, he's in the moment there. So it was passionate martial like, arts. Like, yeah, passionate martial arts. Is partial what I arts. That's <laughs> what I would partial practice. Arts. <laughs> I'm a partial artist. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. Oh man, that just that just yeah, it sounds like the laziest martial artist. No, going for the kick would be a really good move if you're fighting on loss because everyone else's first move is that diving tackle. Yeah, that tackle. This is true. So the thing is if you're trying to just kick someone like that, you're just going to kick them square in the face. Well, and I don't have the body weight to take one of them down with a tackle. <laughs> If I had to get into a fight in the Lost Universe, I would just make a circle of ash around me. Oh, there you go. To protect me. Yeah. Which would be fine until a rock falls and hits you. <laughs> and then impales you right through your chest. Paris Hilton style. Yeah. yeah. Homeboy had gotten murked. Like, that was a pretty gnarly death. Yeah. Well, and he also fell through the loom. Like, uh, the, like hanging. Oh, I didn't like, even see that. Yeah, no. And he just fell through this structure and it just kind of punctured through his back so quickly. And you're oh, like, shit. Yikes. Yeah, like but. a leaf on the wind. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big dude. Like that guy maybe showed up. Like I, I don't want to spoil too much, but I think he like he showed up a little while ago in the series, and like came back after like a season hiatus and died in the season premiere <laughs> by smoke monster. <laughs> like that guy's like he called his mom, you know. He's like, I'm gonna be on loss. Yeah, season five and season six. I don't know. I'm hearing good things. The writers are telling me good things, and then like he sees his script, he's like, oh shit. <laughs> So, uh, we were talking earlier about uh, the bug guy talking to Hurley. One of the things that Hurley mentioned that I was really just like, what? I remember from the Hurley-centric episode that he owns a chicken franchise, but I thought that that was because in the sideways reality, they had constructed their own individual idea of heaven, Mm. and now I'm not sure if that's just an extension of what was real was Hurley actually a lottery winner who bought a chicken franchise? <laughs> well, this or happened... was it something that they just like threw in at the last season? It's just like, yeah, that totally happened. 
this is all part of the flash sideways still, right? Because like yeah. when he's talking to Arts, they're on the plane. This is before the plane lands. So like you see the end. Well, I guess we'll get there too. But I don't know. Whatever. All bets are off. At the end of the episode, like the music starts to swell, and you see them getting off the plane, and like. This is us not seeing it crash, but it lands safely. So, for us watching it, the way we're watching it, we're just like, why the fuck is there... Why is this music sting happening? Why is this an emotional landing? They got here fine. There's a little bit of turbulence. They're all looking in each other's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Lovingly. Like, we're all friends. Well, that was one of the things when uh, Desmond sits down Hmm. next to Jack, they sit and they introduce themselves... And Jack is just looking into this guy's eyes. <laughs> like, he, and he's like, I know you. I was like, is that a pickup line? He's looking sexy in those just eyes. Just goes, where do I know you from, yeah. Scottish was, guy? Was Tumblr around when this was happening? Because that would have been a lot of fanfic about that. <laughs> MySpace was. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Did MySpace. people write uh, fanfic on MySpace? I wasn't allowed on MySpace. <laughs> I was too young. <laughs> Well, that was back when you weren't supposed to talk to strangers on the internet. Did you secretly have a MySpace? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's the best. <laughs> the secret MySpace. My secret yeah. space. Yeah, nobody knows about my secret MySpace. Get out, mom. <laughs> I'm going to go sleep over at Tiff's house. Tiff has MySpace. Her parents are cool. It's Tiff's pot. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, I have a best friend named Tiffany, too. Oh, really? <laughs> and was it Fucking always her nailed that shit. <laughs> no, it wasn't ever. So. <laughs> so AJ is really good at guessing people's friends' names, so... That's his secret power, like how Hurley can talk to dead people. Oh, he's just really, really lucky most of the time, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 The luckiest man in the world, he said. <laughs> so, one of the other things that we discover in this uh, episode, uh, as Hurley talks to dead Jacob, is that... Apparently, no one knows who Jacob is. This whole giant plot, overarching (laughs) plot point for the entire season about how important this dude is. And this is apparently the first time that they mention it. Interesting. Do you think that Jacob shows up before this at any point in the series? Uh, I would assume that he showed up before, at least to Hurley, because he recognizes him as Mm. like, oh, this is the guy that bought me my plane ticket. So I don't think that that's a bit of uh, a backstory that they would just drop in that casually. I feel like it had to have been addressed at some point previously, but not to make it a huge thing. Unless it was something that they casually also mentioned in the first season, and then they said, ha, they're never going to even remember this. (laughs) It's like those bones all over again. It is interesting that Jack just learns that Jacob is the name of something, and within like a day or two, decides to give up his entire life to become the new Jacob, even though he doesn't know what that is. And I don't know at any point, I don't remember him learning what Jacob is. He yeah. just takes it on. That's a good point. Yeah, that is a good point. Maybe he's just thirsty for that leadership. Yeah, yeah he's just all like, I can lead people. I'll be the new Jacob. Like, he could have just called him whatever. He could have been the new, like, Pope Pius Cookie Monster or something. <laughs> you know, Pope Cookie Monster. <laughs> Pope Cookie Monster. It's just, it's just the title, but you have to wear that hat. And also be really into cookies. I want that to be your new rap name. <laughs> Pope Cookie Monster? Yes. I'll totally take on that moniker. Oh, man, I got to make this on Photoshop now. <laughs> I was going to say, when's the album dropping? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come out this fall. There's going to be a lot of people on it. Spin Matthew Fox is featuring. <laughs> Matthew Fox is featuring. 
Like, he's going to be a big part of the album. He's got a lot of skits in there. He's a talented man. Uh, for as much as I'm complaining about a lot of these things that seem like drop threads and dots that aren't connected, mm. uh, there were a few moments during this episode where I was really excited about knowing what happens later. Like, uh, when Ian Somerhalder is talking to, uh, like, what what's that guy's character's Locke? name? Locke. No, no, I know Locke. <laughs> Terry O'Quinn? Uh, no, I'm asking about Ian Somerhalder's character. Oh, oh, Boone. Boone, right? Boone, yeah. Okay, yeah. When Boone is talking to Locke, Locke mentions the walkabout and mentions the knives, mm. which is stuff that's going to come up later. Uh, he mentions, like, he gives him information about plane crashes. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this must be what, like, everything felt like in the beginning of the show, where, like, you're getting all this stuff and then you're seeing payoffs later, as opposed to, like, the very end of the show where you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's actually a pretty good pool there, I think. Yeah, I think we'll probably see a lot of that later, including maybe a relationship between uh, Locke and Bone. If this kind of is showing us something, I mean, not like a romantic yeah. one, but just no, yeah, it's, I mean, or maybe not, it is not, romantic. Not like eyes. not like the uh, look in the eyes shared by Jack and <laughs> you know uh, what? Desmond. Desmond. Going back, I think I think Boone did kind of like have a, a longing towards like Locke at some point during the show. He's just all like, oh man, father figure. Yeah, yeah. this plane goes down. For I'm sure. sticking with you. Well, also, I just want to note that. Ian Summerhalder is sporting a caramel colored uh, leather jacket that's a little, yeah. it's like a size too small. <laughs> and then he just, he's not portrayed like as a guy who, in my opinion, would say, are you pulling my leg? <laughs> he asked like that. I was like, you're one too young to you. I, there was just something about him did not yeah. seem. No, yeah, that's a good, that's a good catch. Uh, I love that. Yeah, because I, I, something did feel weird about that. As he... someone who is younger than everyone else on this podcast, what would a young person ask to find out whether or not someone is joshing them? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't mean that like you're old. <laughs> I meant it like, I, I just meant it like I feel like that's a phrase that's outdated for mm -hmm. anyone yeah. even in 2008 yeah, I think or it's right like a very like specific like ah oh, you pulling my <laughs> yeah it was like it was like it, a writer it feels old time <laughs> well he just I mean like are you pulling my leg right now See how unnatural that feels? Yeah. It was it was it sounds like it was like a writer's room of like a bunch of folks all like forty and up. Guy. Yeah. And they're just all like, All right, so what would he say at this point? Are you pulling my leg? All right, that's good. Let's go and let's let's go and it's, we're done. We've yeah. finished. Guys, that sounds unnatural. Could we go with are you fucking with me? <laughs> no, it's ABC, Steve. We're not allowed to say that. Yeah, like I if they <laughs> they just went like, Well, just go with the pulling my leg line, then that's fine. Sorry, I just had to add that. That's no. Oh, yeah, caught my uh, eye. <laughs> if, if we're on a clothes corner portion, yeah. uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention is that uh, Sawyer was wearing a Humpy's shirt. I'm wondering whether or not that's uh, like Humpy's Ky Kailua Kona or whether that's Humpy's Alaska. Wait, so for the there's only like three different Humpies in the world, I believe. For the what listener, is what is Humpy? Humpies is a bar. There's the one in Alaska. There's one in an airport in Alaska. And there's another one in Kona on the Big Island. Huh. Did it have its roots here? I think the original one is from Alaska. That would make so much sense because there's two there. <laughs> like I just like we started here and then we expanded to two in Alaska. Yeah. Well, what if in the in the Flash Sideways reality, like it became a big franchise and made its way all the way down the West Coast? And just Maybe. Got in LA. Who knows? Yeah. Everything's weird. <laughs> so, but seriously, was he always rich? <laughs> was Hurley always rich, Hurley. or is that like a completely new made-up point? Well, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we're not answering it is a thing. Um, 
He was always rich in, in, in the important things in life. I always like to say ambiguity speaks volumes. <laughs> was Hurley always rich? He was always... He wasn't born rich. He, uh, he, he pulled himself up by his bootstraps. <laughs> he pulled himself up by his... Uh, his lottery-winning bootstraps. Yes. By his lottery-winning sandal-like bootstraps. <laughs> and then just got to work. And then became super lucky and won a bunch of money. There's a bunch of stuff that I... Um, I'm just like, oh, this is like interesting backstory stuff. When Jacob tells Hurley to tell Jin the hole in the wall that you went to with the French team. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. The, the French team of what? <laughs> it was just... Why is a temple a hole in the wall? Yeah. Like, that's a, yeah. it's a pretty big thing. <laughs> This hole in the wall means something. Was there a literal hole in the temple wall that Jin crawled through with a French team of, I don't know, maybe a French team of parkour experts? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Well, you know about the hole in the wall to get to the temple. You, we saw it last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so that is the hole in the wall. Yeah. yeah with the All right. So now on. I just need to figure out what the French team is. <laughs> well, I wonder, what do you think the French team is, Jed? I, when I hear the phrase the French team, I immediately assume that it was a team of all French mercenaries. <laughs> like it, it's a bunch of uh, Jean Renaults. Yeah. I feel like there's a team only made of Jean Renaults. <laughs> there's like Leon Jean Renault. There's uh, Jean Renault that drove the taxi in Godzilla. <laughs> Wait, who are all these Jean Renaults? Jean Renault from Ronin? Oh, yeah. yeah. Also driving. That is not striking anything in my memory banks. <laughs> are, you, are you just not familiar with the works of Jean Renault? No, stop saying that name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You've watched The Professional, right? Oh, is that Jean Renault? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. I, I know who that is. Oh, you didn't know I, either. No, I didn't. Yeah. I thought <laughs> I was not talking at all. You were playing along much better than the guy that I do improv with. <laughs> I was just so like, I was going to like back you up and I was like, who the fuck is Jean Renault? I don't know. <laughs> um, Jen also alludes to when Jacob is telling him, he says, bring the guitar case I gave you. Mm. And I forgot that tied to the one we've already seen or you guys have already watched right. later when he's at the temple and they're like, and here's this guitar case. Mm hmm. So, I don't know. I just thought that was a random <laughs> token to have in the jungle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. And then they, when they open it up and show the guys at the temple, it's just that big wooden onk. <laughs> and they crack it open to pull up a single piece of paper. <laughs> I, also, how long has he been carrying that guitar case around for? Since 1977. 1970s, yeah. He's had that since the 70s. Well, that's because he was time traveling. <laughs> <laughs> also, that that's the other thing. They 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 all went to nineteen seventy seven. Is that is that where is that what happened during that three years they were off the island? <laughs> they hadn't actually left the island. They just time traveled to a previous period well, of it, the it island. Explains why Kate's been wearing bell bottoms the entire season. Yeah. Well, that's because no one changed clothes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's kind of gross. But her eyebrows are. Mm phenomenal <laughs> that was what i noticed when she was in the tree i was like this is not realistic for that reason that's, that's, <laughs> or that's the one thing she's taking care of and that's respectful you can respect yeah. that like she's just sitting there in dirty drawers like <laughs> sitting by a river like plucking her eyebrows like this has got to be straight <laughs> hey yo can you tell me if these eyebrows are straight let me know um matthew fox always sounds out of breath am i the only one that thinks this in this show like matthew fox is always yeah. one like just whenever he's doing those intense dramatic scenes it's just very like him trying to collect his breath 
So, like, when he's talking to Sawyer at the beginning of the episode and even when he's, like, calling out to people, it just sounds like he has asthma or something. Well, like he... when they're filming, he does push-ups in between all the takes. Oh, that so makes he, sense. He looks jacked. That makes complete <laughs> sense. Maybe the director uh, told him, like, you need to deliver this with breathless. <laughs> <laughs> like, some, like, he does that thing. Jack, uh, oh, Matthew Fox, the actor, he always does that thing. Whenever he hears like really crazy news, you get like, we've probably seen this a bunch of times already. Mm. Like he, he has this wide eyed look and he step, he like stumbles back a couple of steps. And that's like every single time somebody gives him like shitty news or whatever. It's just Matthew Fox. Matthew Fox's reaction is just wide eyedness and then a couple of steps back. And that's his, I'm very surprised at my findings. <laughs> no, that, that's why, uh, he said after the show, he's going to do either motion pictures or nothing. Yeah. And yeah. he's been doing nothing. Yeah, because, I don't know, I, I would love to have seen him in the new, or, you know, some new X-Men movie where he's surprised and he stumbles back a couple of steps. They probably, like, that was, like, his go-to move. He was like, they taught me this in Juilliard, I'm going to use it. <laughs> he, he wanted to use that for the X-Men franchise, but he was trying out as Professor X. <laughs> and they're like... Matthew, you, you can't stumble backwards. He's like, what You're if I roll backwards a little bit <laughs> while looking super surprised? Could we do that? Let's just try a take. Come on, guys. Trust me. Look, I was on Lost. <laughs> this will work. Hello. Look at me. So many seasons. So many Emmys. Let me just take a couple of rolls back. Did he win Emmys? Uh, I think the show probably won somewhere. Yeah. Like, they've been around. Like It was like a big thing for a while. Yeah, like I'm sure it's the show did, but did he? Oh, did he? Oh. I don't know. Like, I bet you like he was up for it a couple of years and then it, just didn't get it. If you were going to give someone an Emmy so far, one of the characters, who would you award an Emmy to? Yeah. Uh, Locke. I would give yeah, it to I him. feel like Terry O'Quinn's yeah, Terry probably O'Quinn. shown the most range so far that I've seen in this show. Yeah, like because he plays he plays the smoke monster so well. It's not like it's just it's not like a. It's he not actually even... has an air of menace as the smoke monster that he doesn't have uh, when he's Locke and. The lock-centered episode, they're just like this sort of quiet desperation to it. Yeah, yeah. Like even even at the end of this episode, or you see him getting off of the plane, like he communicates a lot just with like the looks. Like he, you see a man kind of like like his dignity has been taken away. Well, yeah, it's, which is just kind of odd because like you're in a wheelchair. I don't know. I guess he his character hasn't accepted that he's in a wheelchair. Period. But then, like, it's just so odd because like he just looks like a man stripped of all his dignity when they have to like put him in that chair. But then, like, he conveys that really well. So it's 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 kind of heartbreaking to watch, but like, it's kind of neat to see somebody doing doing something like that. I guess you know at the top of their craft kind of thing. Also, was he in a wheelchair the entire previous like six seasons of the show? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. In the Flash Sideways, we find out he's in a wheelchair because he got in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. In the first episode of the entire series, he gets in a plane crash. So, yes. <laughs> so, do you, yeah, imagine that. Like, what if he didn't have the use of his legs on the island? That would be like such a, yeah, that would be <laughs> It's such a different show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's just Locke going like, hey, can you get that chair I made out of bamboo? <laughs> just, just, just bring that bamboo chair, please. They, they created like a backpack thing for him to ride on Hurley's back, like Yoda. <laughs> Or, or like the kid from uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. He rides on the fat guy's back. He just has a giant yeah. hordor on the Spoiler. island. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. 
Is it standard practice that if someone's not answering the bathroom door in a in an airplane, yeah. that you call a doctor and not the fucking air marshal to come and like find out what's going yeah. on? I also just like that when people ask if there's a doctor, mm. anyone can say that there's a doctor. <laughs> And I and then I love that the flight attendant comes back and she says he bu- buzzes the buttons and she goes oh are you a doctor like no he's trying to just distract from the whole scenario <laughs> yeah like, I, I need some more sprite are you are you actually a doctor or are you just trying to impress me yeah well and then I think the flight attendant t- attendant handles everything really well everyone's like what's going on and yeah. she's like it's fine but she has like paddles in her yeah. hand to go <laughs> she had a, she had great control of the yeah. situation she like she kind of kept everything. Con- she was awesome at her job. Yeah. I also like the fact that Saeed had the uh, master key for every air airplane bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> a kick. Mm-hmm. Just and a swift kick. She told Jack what was going on. Then Saeed shows up, says, can I help? And immediately just kicks the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like he's just like, hey, guys, it's my action hero moment. <laughs> right, right. Which, not to get political, but if he were to do that today... Oh, yeah. Yeah. They would have diverted that plane. So, wait. So, you're telling me that... What is the drive shaft guy? The Hobbit? Charlie. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you're telling me that, that Charlie spent the entire flight not getting high, <laughs> and then towards the end of the flight, went to go and get high, and then choked on his own stash or whatever, and then... Like, because they would have diverted that flight. If they caught him, like, over somewhere... Like, they're coming from Australia, right? Like, if they yeah. caught him somewhere else, wouldn't they have, like, diverted to Taiwan or something? Like, there's a dude that has illegal drugs. I don't know, like... Well, maybe yeah. that's the thing. He was trying to get rid of them. Like, he wasn't using it to get high because it was still in the uh, the balloon or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's like, right. Like, he was just like, oh, I better get rid of this so i'm just gonna swallow it instead of sticking it up my ass like a normal person (laughs) or flushing it down the toilet that i'm standing in front of well he didn't want to get rid of it (laughs) but also back to just doctor qualifications other than medical school um he starts doing cpr on him and he's like it's not working something's blocking his airway the first step of cpr (laughs) is making sure their airway is not blocked Yeah. He needs yeah. to get recertified. Like somebody is a terrible doctor. Yeah, like Maybe I it, don't know if I trust him doing any other medical procedure now. Like if he died, like you know Jack would have stood up and just been like, Well, I'm a spinal surgeon. So, <laughs> you know. Actually a surgeon. <laughs> like I know some of this stuff. I asked but... for something sharp, but they wouldn't give it to me. I could have jammed this pen right in his aorta or whatever. I don't even know words. Well and that asked what was the sharp thing gonna do? I think he was gonna try and like jack his neck, right? Yeah. And like let well, when air you, come when out. he was asking for the pen, he was gonna trick him. Yeah, yeah. I, I like my term. Very sciencey. <laughs> jack, tr- jack his neck. But yeah, like, they were going to trick him. Jack would jack his neck. Jack would, Jack would trick his neck. Or trick would jack his neck. But it, we won't get into physiology. I don't... <laughs> yeah, that... Yeah, we, that we've was... already established that Jack is a very poor doctor. Bad doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he kind of was buzzed, right? Like he had Also, a, that, that's why he has right? to... Shooters. That's why he has to beg people to let him do spinal surgery on <laughs> Because he's not good at this. Yeah. I swear if Charlie died and then you just see Jack like... Give the thumbs up towards Terry O'Quinn's character. Locke, like, I can help you with your back. Like, no, you can't. That dude just died. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but his legs work fine. <laughs> his legs are totally cool. Like, I, I gave him a new pair of legs. Just, that's what I can do as a spinal surgeon. So when they're they're walking Charlie off the plane at the end with the cops, and they hand hit the, the cops his bag and his guitar, like, 
did he have his guitar like there in the cabin or did they send someone down into the luggage area to pull it up? <laughs> they let him store it in the overhead. Yeah. It's a really small guitar. Well, there weren't that many people on the flight, so That's there real. probably was extra space. Oh, he might have bought like an extra chair for his guitar. <laughs> I learned not that. Next to him. Oh, yeah. I learned that in View from, a t- view from the Top, that Gwyneth Paltrow movie. <laughs> That's okay. We don't have to go into it, you guys. <laughs> is, that, is that the one where Mike Myers teaches them how to be flight attendants? Yeah, that's the one. It's like Christina Applegate, Gwen, and then like Gwyneth Paltrow. They become flight attendant attendants. Then they say, like, oh, if you don't want to store your stuff in the overhead compartment or if it's too big, you can buy another seat for half price. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great plot point. Yeah. I don't know why I remember that. That was such a weird detail to remember out of that one movie. Also, it's a weird movie to remember. <laughs> View from the top. Like, I remember the commercials for it because I remember seeing it and being like, wow, I'm never watching this. <laughs> I saw that shit in the theater. <laughs> Opening night. <laughs> uh, I was like, guys, it's 7 o'clock Friday night. What are we doing? I know. View from the top. So what you're saying is basically you are the movie going version of Jack's doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I make bad decisions for movies. But yeah, there's like a red bike while Sawyer is clearing out the debris. I don't know, for some reason I thought that was noteworthy. Easter egg. I also did look at the bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything was... on it. When they were in the uh, debris tunnel, Mm. Julia asks him if he wants to go for coffee. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a callback to a thing that I haven't seen yet, but they meet at a coffee machine in the finale, right? Yeah, or a candy machine. Oh, Damn. But I think they, they I think she, they have that same exchange, though, where she says, we should get coffee, we should go Dutch. Okay. Right. Dutch is what? Alcohol. So is it coffee. a call back or call forward, or is it a both? <laughs> Hold on. What do you think Dutch is, AJ? <laughs> Going Dutch? Du- is that alcoholic, right? You're putting alcohol into your coffee? No. That is so not what that is. What is Dutch? It's I'm where you s- split the date. Oh. It's when you go to the Netherlands and get a hooker. Yes. Yeah. I, I see. Well, that makes tons of sense. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I never heard that term before. I'm such yeah. I'm a... It's what it, it's when you go to the Netherlands and get a hooker. <laughs> Got it. Like that. That's yeah. Uh, but that's you only pay for, for half a threesome. Yeah. Because oh. the thing is, a uh, regular threesome, menage a trois, is French. Uh, is is French. Yeah. <laughs> is <laughs> French like the French that, team? French? Like that French dressing. Jesus Christ, <laughs> David. Whatever it is that you can't talk is catching. I yeah uh, yeah. I'm not going to try to explain this joke anymore. <laughs> okay. All okay. these goddamn the hookers in the Netherlands. Well, so after after she asks him for coffee, they're looking lovingly into each other's eyes, and she goes, I have to tell you something really, really important. And like any standard dude, he goes, what? What do you have to tell me? She's on her last few breaths. Like, those three seconds could have cost her, and he, she has nothing to say. Right. Yeah. You know, what was he supposed to do? Listen. <laughs> she should have that, just that's said That's a perfect. Yeah, he was supposed yeah. to listen. Yeah, she goes like, "Let me tee you up for this thing, and I'm gone." <laughs> no, you know, I'm like, that seems like a reasonable reaction. What? What do you need yeah. to tell me? Stop yeah. telling me that you need to tell me this thing and just tell me. <laughs> Wait, so we like here a typical dude would have actually gone on a tirade about like, <laughs> see, this is what I hate when someone asks me, <laughs> "Can I ask you a question?" <laughs> what do you call it when? What do you call it? <laughs> Did you just call it a tirade? Yes. <laughs> Is tirade actually the correct pronunciation? No, I don't know, but I just love the way you say it. Mm. Like, tirade. It's like, it's like a puppy parade, but with, with more... T-Rexes. More, yeah. It's a T-Raid. Totally T-Raid. 
It has very short arms. Okay, wait. Here, okay, here's the thing that happens in that same scene where uh, we see Juliet declare away the debris and she says, oh, where are we? Oh, are, are we still here? It didn't work. And then we find out that she's like, I need to tell you something. And in the next episode, we already find out that what that thing is by miles, right? And what is that thing? Like, it, it didn't worked. work. Yeah, it works. So what the fuck, Juliet? Like, it went from it didn't work and then on her dying breath, it worked. Yeah, Did she, she catch a glimpse of it on her deathbed? Or? Well, yeah, yeah, that's why she, yeah, she knew that. She died and she went to the sideways reality. Yeah. Huh. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's satisfying. And she knew all those words that she was supposed to say in the sideways reality about going Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> because she she had that knowledge of what it was. Yeah. They did split a hooker in the season finale. I remember that. That was the best part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when we were watching and they're trying to tow the debris off, mm. everyone was like, ah. And my reaction was that their re- like their thinking wasn't really straight unless it's like a super light metal because mm. they have one van versus a mangled girl under a pile of metal right. that they're going to have to put resources towards. And so I just was thinking like their decision making skills were not like that sharp in that moment. And I'm right. wondering what you guys were thinking in terms of the van going off the edge or not. Oh. I, I was mostly thinking that the van needs to be perpendicular to yeah, that would have the girder yeah. rather than uh, having them all line up. Because if that's the case, what's going to happen is the chain's going to slip off of the girder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was thinking about the fact that people were holding onto the chain. <laughs> and once it goes taut, it'll cut your fingers off. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, there was, that was a lot of poor decision making yeah. at that site. I also liked... Well, I, I shouldn't say I liked, but I thought it was interesting how the chain dragged her down there. Yeah. And then the chain dragged her out. Right. So the chain was the Go source... Go get the chain. <laughs> yeah. The chain was like the source of her frustration and saviorness. I can't speak yeah. tonight. Good lord. Saviorness. Saviorness. <laughs> Salvation. Salvation. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That's the word you're looking for. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was like, yeah, it was a source of her saviorness. That that chain is like beer for Homer Simpson. Because <laughs> uh, Homer famously said, beer, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Juliet is not a potential candidate, right? We know that, right? Is that a thing? She's not written on the wall or anything? We don't was see she one of the crossed back. off names? There's so many crossed off names. I don't know. What is her last name on the show? Juliet Burke. Yeah. Because like, I was going to say, if she... It died under there. Like, I would think that Jacob would be like, yo, take Saeed and Juliet to the <laughs> temple and let's see what happens. But that doesn't happen. And, like, yeah. we don't know as the audience what the fucking temple is at this point. But we do now watching it the way Backwards, we're watching yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, bring Juliet to that temple, throw her in that sweet, murky-ass water. And, like, <laughs> they got two people back, you know? Maybe both potentially evil. Who knows? But I guess they didn't go that route. No. Maybe he <sighs> knew that she was already going to die. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, why... why well, well, it was Saeed important. Sa- Saeed wasn't dead yet, though. Yeah. Oh, like, that's right. They killed him to bring him back to life. Oh, that's right. Because they drowned him. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I guess they couldn't bring him back. Like it wasn't like it's not like a proximity thing. Like, did you die within the last two? Blah blah blah. <laughs> like, I guess the hot tub of healing. <laughs> the uh, hot tub heal machine. They have to kill you to make you better. Yeah. 
Just like our healthcare system. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, political. Sorry, it's so bad. <laughs> it's the missiles that are coming towards us. Okay. Anyways, the hatch. They said it's a the it's the hatch. Yeah, the swan hatch. What is that? Yeah, I think it. Like, do we 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 don't know what that is? It. Yeah, I don't think. No, I, I don't. I don't. Okay, I didn't. I didn't think so. I, think I have no last idea. Last time anyone mentioned the hatch, we started talking about Richard Hatch from Survivor. <laughs> Right, I listened yeah. to that episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and great. Richard Hatch is the name of the Survivor guy, but it's also the name <laughs> of the guy from the original Battlestar Galactica series. And they're two different people. So keep, <laughs> keep it straight. I still don't know who Richard Hatch is, you guys. The Survivor guy or the Battlestar Galactica guy? We had this conversation. <laughs> We've talked about this at Every, length. Everybody tweet AJ pictures of Richard Hatch. <laughs> Please your do. choice yeah, of Richard choice. Hatches. <laughs> All right, so what do you think is going to happen on the season finale to season five, Jen? Uh, well, Juliet is going to get dragged into a hole by a chain, and then she's going to start hitting a bomb, and then it's going to explode. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, what happens immediately before that? <laughs> uh, immediately before that, they're in 1977, and they dress up as staff for that... Uh, oh, jeez, I forgot the name. Like, I knew it before, because I remember them talking about it when they kidnapped her. Starts him. with a D? Uh, you can't spell it without the D. You can't spell it without Discount that Discount services? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they were in their discount services uniform. Uh, Dharma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, in 1977, they were all working for Dharma, and that's why they all have jumpsuits, except for Kate. Uh, they decide to blow up stuff to escape from the island, because they think, oh, if I blow... If they blow this up, this is the thing that caused the planes to crash. Mm. Like how the statue brought... what? What's his name? Eyeliner? Ricardus. Yeah. Like how the statue stranded the ship. This is a thing that brings down planes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that sounds pretty... That sounds pretty up there. That sounds all right. Yeah. And then by blowing it up, it would put their plane back in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Huh. So speaking of the Dharma Initiative, last thing for Easter egg, lightning round is the Dharma shark. We saw the Dharma shark. Yeah. Yeah, that Dharma shark, that logo pops up random, right? Yeah. Wait, wait, why is it the Dharma shark? There's a Dharma lo- logo on that shark. On the shark? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember it besides that one scene. Like, is it a full-on regular logo, or is it just like a bunch of I Ching whatever grams those yeah. things are called? I think it might say the word Dharma on that all. Okay. Those all right, there, or it was just an weirder unrelated. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, I should just accept this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for this show, at some point, you just give up on questioning. Right. Does anybody else have anything to talk about? I'm totally out of notes. I think it's time for plugs, unless plugs. Rebecca has something. No, I think I'm good. Cool. Plug time. Plugs. Plugs. So, Rebecca, if if you want people to come and find you on the interwebs or whatever, how or, they... or if you have any shows coming up, what, what three weeks? Yeah, from now? Yeah, three weeks from now. Okay. Um. Yeah. If you want to come see me do some stand up, I will be at Tennis and Tap in Denver on April seventeenth at seven something. Uh, you can Google that. And uh, if you actually want to laugh and uh, read some dark, twisty thoughts like Lost, you can follow me on Twitter at Becca B E C C A Rob. R-O-B-S. Becca Robs. I started awesome. following you today. Thank you. Yeah. 
Awesome. I'm going to follow you after this. All right. And where can we find you, Chad? You can find links to all of my social media presences as well as posters for any upcoming shows that I'm going to be doing on my website, negative1.net. That's negative one, all spelled out, O-N-E. You can follow me at anievis003 on Twitter. That's A-N-I-E-V-E-S-003. Yeah, and you can follow me at DKJ Comedy. And you can also follow the show at WhatBroPod on Twitter and Facebook. And send us emails at what's up with that bro podcast at gmail.com. Boom. Boom. So that Boom. brings the show to yeah. a close. So I guess that means... That's another episode in the can. Oh, you know what to do. Get lost! Woo!